Hello, everybody. It's a Saturday. It's not a Sunday, but it's a Saturday. It's June 25th, 2022, and you have the CC and JT Amateur Hour, where production values go to die. And across the table for me is CC. And across from me is JT. And today it's a very special episode of the CC and JT Amateur Hour, where <laughs> CC learns the value of love over the value of body. No. Oh, 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 okay. That was wait a, a second here. I'm going to pay for that one, folks. <laughs> Sunflowers. Okay. You mean anyway. like the ones in the refrigerator? Yeah. Okay. Today is uh, a special one. Um, not really special only because of the timing or anything, because uh, tomorrow Sunday is our usual podcast day. And we're doing it a day early because we have a chock full of things to do tomorrow. So instead of skipping, which was one thought, we're going to go ahead and do it early because we have a rather eventful week of writing coming up. Yes. So this is going to be a two-part broadcast. We're going to talk about the technical stuff that CC and I are involved in, not only with my books, but of course our book that's coming along quite well. Yes. And then we're going to segue into our second part of our podcast. And it's an interesting topic, I think, something that may write as, serve as a writing inspiration, uh, and it's ghosts. And we'll talk about ghosts. Ooh. And the neat thing about this one is, or maybe morbid or macabre, is that it's not, uh, we're not going to be talking about fantasy. We're not going to be talking about fiction. We're going to be talking about real ghosts that we see. And we'll explain yes. that here in a few minutes. But first, we're going to go to the, the business part of the program. And so if you want to skip ahead, you can. But really, I think it's, it's you know, we're not going to be here very long on this one. But no. uh, we've got... Um, We've got like two, three things going on here on once. Is First of all, I have my space opera book that I've been working on, and someday I might even finish that. I keep talking about it, but it passed 90,000 words. So I'm getting to the point where I'm going to stop this puppy because it's part of a two-book series. And then I'm going to go back and chop out 10% because, you know, it's, if it's 90,000 words, it's probably too wordy. But that's coming up. The second thing I want to talk about, or we want to talk about, is the book that you and I are working on right now, CC. Yes. Uh, and, um, you know, we need to come up with a better title, a working title, than Stupid Cells. But uh, we don't want to give away too much right now. No. But we are up to Chapter 18, yes. I think. Chapter we're, 18, and we're, we're closing in on Yeah, closing in on 50,000 words here. We're closing in on 50,000 words. And what were you saying? What's the general rom uh, count for a rom-com? I think for most, uh, tends to be between 50, 60, or 70, somewhere in that range, depending on the intensity. You know, the usually um, in the traditional publishing market, there are a variety of romance types. Some of the, um, like some of the regular Harlequins maybe are closer to the 50,000 range, but the some of the more specialized ones might be a little bit more uh, wordy. Yeah. And we should point out that this isn't going to be anything fancy or anything like no. this. This is just something that we that we are doing sort of on a lark just to try it out. It's an experiment. And I don't want to say that there's anything special about it or there's nothing special about it because that sort of you know, takes away from the effort that we're doing on it. But the flip side is, is I think if you have read a hundred of these kind of stories, this would fit in to one of those hundred stories, which is right. a bad thing. No. Because obviously that's a rich market. People love those books. So we're doing this as an exercise because we're kind of having fun with, with the books. We're having fun with each other. We're talking things out. And um, in uh, if we were this were like a stage play, we would say we would be approaching Act 4. Yes. We would be approaching Act 4, the climax. Ooh, let me say that word again. Climax. The denouement. Yeah, the, the end of a very 
Okay, let's not go too far down that road. We'll stick to the PG (laughs) part of this book. But but it's coming along. It is. Right now, uh, what our plans are, of course, is to finish it. Give it a rigorous editing. Give it a rigorous editing uh, session between the two of us to make sure that it makes sense. Send it off to my editor so it gets professional, and hopefully we get it published by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. That last part, the published part, we have, we haven't figured that out, but right. eventually we're going to get that thing figured out where we're going to publish it and stick it out there for ninety nine cents. Again, just for fun. Uh, for, for so so far, it's you know it's basically a, you know, not even a PG because we really haven't done anything, and I don't think it's going to go there. I think this is a fairly Gentle on the eyes, G-rated book. Yeah, it might go into the PG range because there are thoughts about, uh, you know, people taking showers or things like that, where it's like you're imagining something might happen. So there is a little bit of foreshadowing for potential situations, but they haven't quite gone there. Yeah, and we really, we're totally pantsing this thing, so we don't know where it's going to end up. No. But uh, but still, hey, 45,000, 50,000 words, you know, just sort of winging it here as we go along. It seems to be coming together okay. So um, so that's uh, part two of the three parts that we want to talk about. The third part is the release of Starting Over in Las Vegas, which happens Friday, July 1st. Yay! So, yay, 99 cents, grab it while you can. Um, so, and uh, I need to send a great big thank you to everybody that's done pre-orders. I got three times as many pre-orders as I thought I was going to get. And so I was pretty pleased with that. And as part of the release on Friday, uh, three of my books that are already out there uh, will be available for free Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So, uh, folks, grab those books while you can. I'm probably going to do a price increase because I'm working on compilations. So if I do a price increase on the comp- on the single single editions, then that makes the compilations more attractive to those who are fiscally driven. And you know, there's both of you out there. I know you think about things, those things. But that was the reasoning behind that. Is so uh, grab the free books while you can. Buy my book, 99 cents, starting over in Las Vegas. It's the second book of the Tucci series, which eventually will be a compilation of the two books. I don't think you'll be disappointed. A lot of work went into it. Cece, you read it. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, this is one of those cases where when you did Love and Death on I-80 West, I was a little bit, uh, this isn't really in my wheelhouse type of situation, but I do enjoy it. It's not my normal thing. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, I know you. But it is, it's well-written. Um, the characters are a little bit more gritty than what I prefer. Um, but it, it is definitely entertaining. And I did, I really did enjoy the sequel a lot. So I think they're well worth your time and your 99 cents. Yeah. So, you know, you know help. Well, Make me also, feel good. Buy my book. <laughs> I have just um, switched over to the pro version of Instagram related to that a little bit and I might try some um, things in a marketing sense related to your release so that's something else we may be doing in the next week or so so if you see if you happen to follow my Instagram where it's author Cassidy Carson um, normally I just do kind of like pretty shots of clouds and trees and you know holiday stuff but I might try to throw in a little marketing because with our co-written book coming out um kind of testing the waters for that so if you do follow my instagram and see something different on there it's just me trying something out and uh you know love to hear feedback on what you think yeah absolutely we 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 adore feedback when we get it we we overanalyze it but that's fine we're writers we do that 
Okay, so that's the business part of the part of the podcast. Thank you for uh, bearing with those eight minutes of fun. <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about writing inspiration, and the thing that came this one came to mind. And we're going to call this writing inspiration ghost um, because tragically, uh, very recently, uh, somebody that I went to high school with, something that CC and I knew when we returned to Carson City after my time in the Air Force, uh, and somebody, you know, and a member of, of a family that I hung out with in high school, uh, she passed away suddenly at a very young age for us. You know, when, when, I was old, when I was much younger, I would think that that age was old. But now it's like to having this person just pass away just out of the blue and her, and her husband passed away just a few months prior um, struck, struck hard uh, to see that this person who was so vital and so full of life just passed away suddenly. And uh, you're definitely in our thoughts. Um, and also a very creative person, someone who was uh, well-known and well-respected in our community. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people were expressing the, um, the sadness at her sudden passing so uh, yeah it is definitely something that was difficult to think about and uh completely unexpected and out of the blue and so what what do i talk about when i say ghost what do i talk about when I say ghost well not very long after we learned of her passing just in a public place somewhere and i saw somebody who looked quite a bit like her not when she not as she was now but when i knew her back in the day uh, a young person obviously and it just it just stopped me and i blinked and it, I, I know it was not her but it was for a millisecond or a millisecond, it was her. It was her, and my he's paused. And that's not the first time I've seen a ghost like that. I've seen ghosts uh, several times. Um, the my first real uh, encounter with a ghost was someone who looked like my grandmother. Now, my grandmother uh, was a very uh, solid part of my life, very solid part of our lives, very solid part of our our, our kids' lives. And, uh, you know, we, you know, she, she was the, the matriarch of our little small piece corner of the world. And to physically describe her just very briefly was, is she was, she was not tall. She was short. And, uh, she had this, what I think is a, a unique hairstyle, I guess I should, it was very, very tightly curled. I want to say it was, you know, she obviously had a profession. She always had the same, I don't want to say it was an Afro, but it was kind of like, how would you call it? It's it was, not a, it was a tight perm. Um, a there, kind of perm. There was a, I mean, a lot of women in that age range did do a similar thing. They would go to the beauty salon, if not weekly, you know, every month or something to get their hair colored uh, set. Sometimes they would get it personally, permanently set where it might not have been an actual permanent with the chemicals, but it was something where it was, uh, you know, they would get the wash and the style and everything and it would hold for a week. So she was kind of of that era. Yep. And uh, so I'm just trying to help you all visualize this. So she had this kind of perm. She's rather short and I'm rather tall. Yes. And I was at Rayleigh's um, a, a few weeks after she passed away. I was at Rayleigh's uh, at South Carson. And I just turned around and there was this woman about her height with about that hairstyle right next to me. So I'm looking down and I see this person. And again, for a millisecond there, my heart just stopped because I knew on one hand that you know, my, 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 my grandmother's dead. I, I know this. But seeing this person uh, had this really, uh, had this really deep emotional sh shock because they were there. They were right there. And that's not the first time it's happened and it's not going to be the last time it happened because as we, you know, as we get older, people that we grew up with, people that we love, all of these people um, are, are going to appear as ghosts. Uh, other people who look similar but not exactly like them. 
Um, and as I was saying to CC before the, the, before the podcast, there was somebody I worked with a half years ago who I had a great deal of respect about. And fortunately or unfortunately, um, her body type is very common here in northern Nevada and her hair color, and she wears glasses. And so I see her like once every couple of months. And it's just, again, and, and that I'm kind of getting used to seeing, still seeing these ghosts as they walk through it is really, is, is really an emotional issue. And you, you have your issue, you have your ghosts too. Yes. In my case, I think it's a little bit different than yours. I do see people um, that have a striking resemblance. I thought I saw my mother in the grocery store once when she's been gone for almost a decade now. And, uh, but in my case, it's um, in talking about your grandmother uh, it can also be in family members, other family members. So when we spend time with relatives, for example, your aunt, your grandmother's daughter, there are um, similarities in speech, uh, you know, mannerisms, because they spent so much time together. And her writing, her writing, her writing, uh, yeah. the family, just the generic family resemblance. You know, she is getting older now, and she's starting to age to her mother, which I know a lot of people hate hearing that, but um, seeing that family resemblance and those shared family traits can also bring up ghosts of the people that we've lost. And it's and it's hard. We don't mean to be morbid. No, but, no. But as writers, we are observers of the human condition. Yes. And so Cece and I were talking that, you know, maybe this is something that somebody if, can serve as a writing inspiration, the ghosts that, that, that walk through our lives, not the not the specters or the, the 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 ones that inhabit, you know, old homes like the one we live in, but the uh, creaky but floors, the real life ghosts. And I need to remind folks that that are kind of probably empathizing with what we're saying here is this is not a bad thing because that emotional shock that we feel when we see these ghosts walking our lives is a is a ghost or a reminder of the love that we had for those folks. And we like to think that, you know, that when somebody passes away, we sort of pick into this mourning period, this grief period, and then we're reminded of these people when these ghosts walk through our, our, our lives. And what I've tried to rationalize, and I'm still struggling with this, folks, what I've tried to rationalize myself into, into thinking is that this, these are these are echoes. These are echoes of the positive feelings that we had for these people. Now we need to say up front that not all ghosts are good. You know, some people right. that passed away, we, we we're okay with them not being in our lives anymore. So sometimes those ghosts are not you know the best ghosts we want. But the the other ones, the ones of the loved ones, the ones that we respected, seeing them again brings back even in a heartbeat the emotion, the echo of the emotions that we had for them, and that's not a bad thing because sometimes we need to be re reminded of that we have loved. Sometimes we need to be reminded that we have respected. And I don't want to say it's a good thing, but it is a reminder that we need to have that there was a reason that we invested these feelings into these people. And, and it, yeah, it, it, it's hard, but it's also not wrong. And I think maybe uh, th that helps us keep our touch with humanity, something that we really need these days. These days are hard, folks, and sometimes we need to be reminded that we did love, that we did respect, that we did care for people. And so seeing these ghosts, yeah, it's a shock to the system, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad shock. These That cascade of feelings that we have it, it can be a good reminder. And it is also a, um, it reminds of a, us of our place in kind of the big 
the grand scheme of things because yeah. the wheel of time the uh at this point as the older generations are passing away and we are becoming the older generation the when we have those moments where we see people our grandparents that have passed away um it reminds us it get, kind of gives us that feeling of warmth and security that we felt because you know we did look up and respect and we felt that they had our best interests at heart and uh you know now that we're easing into that position ourselves hopefully we are having that kind of uh I don't know, at that kind of, um, we're inspiring that kind of feeling in our descendants because, you know, they're coming up and seeing the same types of things. Yeah, it's, you know, it's like I said, the wheel of time, the circle of time. Um, what we're saying here, what we're feeling here is nothing that brand new. No. It's, it's been around since antiquity. And I'm not really sure where to go from here because, we you know, this, this is kind of a writing prompt, but it kind of isn't. It's kind of a life experience that can evolve into a writing prompt, maybe. Yes. Because as writers, as you know, observers of the human condition, sometimes it's easy to hold that human condition at arm's length when we write. And it doesn't have to be that way. And so seeing these ghosts, seeing these reminders of the people that we loved and we respected gives us the feeling, as you said, gives us those feelings back. Mm -hmm. And maybe as writers, this is a way that we can find a way to put these feelings into our book. There's lots of ways to put feelings into our books, you know, because we, we live and we feel those things every day. We feel the peaks and the valleys of life. Sort of like this month has definitely been peaks and valleys for, yes. for us. Boy, has it been that way. And so to pull those emotions in, and this is just one more way to pulling emotions in because the love that we share for people is unique to each person. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it may be, sometimes we may have forgotten or we may have not thought about those flavors of love and flavors of respect that we had for those folks and seeing their ghosts doing that. And also... Um, we have a different perspective on them now. So what we felt for them at the time, I think of my grandparents, um, specifically on my father's side of the family, they were more of the disciplinarian type of grandparents. They, they were more like a second set of parents. And I felt a very different feeling for them than I did for my other set of grandparents. And I was intimidated by them. I didn't feel close to them. But now uh, when these reminders of them come up, I wonder, um, you know, what I missed by not really um, trying to connect with them more instead of, you know, keeping them at arm's length because it was like going through the same thing with my parents as a teenager. Most of us go through that rebellious phase where we're like, oh, you don't know anything. This is my life. Leave me alone. And I kind of did that with both my grandparents and my parents. And there is that sense of regret there that I didn't know them in the way that I knew your grandmother, where it was more of an adult um, you know, um, kind of a mutual respect type of situation. Whereas I was looking at my grandparents as more of an authoritarian thing and didn't really recognize them as people in their own right. And you bring up a, you bring up a very good point about quantifying feelings because that's difficult to do, especially if the person is right there and it's difficult to quantify your feelings. And sometimes 2020 is hindsight, but the exercise of quantifying feelings and parsing them is can only help us as writers. It may not help us as individuals with feelings, and maybe that's uh, uh, maybe that's a talk that we should have with professionals to help us walk, walk us through those times, especially with when we deal with 
Well, when we deal with complex personalities, let's just put it that way. When we deal with complex personalities who have a mixed impression upon us. But quantifying feelings, quantifying emotions, something that isn't 2 plus 2 equals 4, only, can only help us as writers, can only help us, uh, doing the, help us translate what we see uh, in day-to-day -day life and putting that into paper. And for me, that's the hardest part of writing. It's, it's okay. It's easy to describe a birthday party, for example. Birthday parties are relatively easy to describe because they're, they're a common experience for, for, for all of us. Uh, the celebration of, of a, a special day, birthday cake, presents, friends and family, and you know, things like that. But the underlying tones and the emotions that go, come along with a birthday day, birthday it is, is something, you know, something different and a little bit more difficult to quantify. So as writers, we, when we are dealing with those kind of emotions and quantifying them to put them in a book, you know, there's the challenge. And I read somewhere also is, is if you can't do that, if you can't describe something, then, then maybe writing isn't your thing. Because that's, that's, because that's the essence of what we do is putting things that are difficult to quantify and putting them there, there so people can relate to them but, and maybe not if they can't relate to them at least understand them that's that's a that's a that's the heavy lift part of writing so going from the ghosts going from the emotions inspired by the ghosts the emotions that come from us when we see people who look like people who've passed away and you know making that connection onto paper or computer screen obviously but putting that translation onto paper it is truly the maybe the hardest thing that we can do as writers and i think is totally worth the try totally worth the attempt in doing and even if you're not writing for publication this can be a good exercise in maybe journaling so that you try to make sense of the emotions that you feel when you have these experiences that you know um, as I mentioned with my grandparents, it was a complex situation. With your grandmother, it was pretty straightforward. I think we all loved and respected her in pretty much the same way. And, uh, you know, kind of trying to um, come to terms with your feelings, with the interactions you had with them, any regrets you might have had about what was left unsaid when they passed, that type of thing. Even if it's just journaling, you know, you can journal it and maybe later who knows, that might turn into a book. Or maybe you get to a point in your life where you want to do something with a memoir. And, uh, you know, it doesn't hurt to write things down, even if you don't think you are a writer. Yeah, write them down. And forgive us if this is a morbid subject for you, because I think, I think it's safe to say we might be triggering our listeners for their own personal experiences. And that's not was not our intent. No. Our intent was to saying, hey, there is a, there, there is a possibility here of emotions or events that you can mine as a writer to apply to your own art because writing is an art you you are an artist if you are a writer so there is a there is a there's a potential here of feelings and emotions which is the same thing i know but there there is something here that could be used uh to help you express um perhaps a character's strong emotions during a quote-unquote real-life event in what's that's happening to them. So we don't mean to be morbid, but we do mean what we do mean to do is say, hey, there's something here that might be useful to you as a writer. And so that's what we try to do here at the, at the Amateur Hour is we may not 
be particularly successful, but we are successful in generating a lot of words. And so what we want to do is we want to share our experience in how we generate those words. And this is just one more uh, way to do that is we've talked about ghosts before, Cece, you know, we've talked about people that were saying, hey, did you know, did you see this person? They look just like that person and so on and so forth. So there is uh, for your own experience, we're just pointing out that, hey, there's something here that could be useful. Yes. And if there is a common theme in our podcasts each week, even when we're not really specifically focused on writing, uh, it's that as writers, we tend to think about writing all the time. I think we were having a discussion where we talked about the 24-7 career, and that is what writing is. I dream about it. I talk about it. I think about it all the time. In the shower specifically, that's where the great plot buddies happen. But this is where we get these ideas like uh, being out in public and seeing someone that we recognize that has passed away. It triggers that thought that, hey, this could turn into a story. And really, if you get anything from our podcasts, you know, whatever we have talked in a writing related sense, it's that if you think about writing constantly, you are probably a writer. And even if you're not putting words on the page, it's just part of who you are, and maybe you should give it a try. And if you're thinking about writing and you've listened to our podcast, I have one last piece of advice for you. Get out while you can. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm kidding, but no, really, no, get out while you can, because once you start doing it, it's, it's... it's it's a snowball going down a steep mountain, and when it but when that snowball gets to the bottom of the mountain, uh, it finds another mountain and starts all over again. So, but it's it's you know you kind of get the metaphor that I'm pointing at. So if, um so be prepared to uh, be prepared to be thinking about writing and be prepared to be writing and be prepared to uh you know deal with the social issues you know the social status that comes with be oh you're a writer huh you're what one have you of written those people. And that may be another ghost, too, in our writing is the um, not just seeing the people that we recognize from our past, but we may um, kind of, as we were talking about your grandmother and your aunt, that kind of the writing, um, the style, the voice and things like that can kind of sometimes be passed down from one generation to another. So that's another ghost of writing. We are writers because we come from writers or we know writers. Uh, yeah. You, you poor people. <laughs> Some people don't seem to have those thoughts ever. I no. can't imagine that. Yeah. Uh, it's, like, it's, it's not that us that is strange. It's a else. Well, talking to people out in public, and I don't know if this has happened to you. I'm just like, oh, wow, that would be a great story idea. And they're thinking, what planet are you from? I actually did that at a, at a group lunch a few weeks ago. Uh, somebody was telling a story um, about uh, road voting rowboating through a swamp and he was telling the story and he talked about you know how um uh, how a snake would fall into the boat and he said you know when that happens you want to stay in the boat because if there's one snake there then there's probably someone in some you know some outside the boat and i said you know i'm gonna fit this into i really did say this uh, you know i'm gonna try to figure out how i can fit this into a book it's not the snake in the boat that you should worry about it's the snakes that are outside the boat and I actually said that in, in a writing, in a, in a work, a day job kind of lunch environment. So, so yeah, it comes out, people. It comes out. They find out eventually. Oh, they do. Yeah. Okay. So if you're out there writing, write. If you're not, if you're thinking about writing, you're probably all, already a writer. And if you're listening to us and you haven't started writing, either do it or don't. That's it. We're done. <laughs>
Well, I think the the gist of this podcast was that uh, you can take inspiration from pretty much anything. And one of the big triggers for us is to uh, try to put into words those feelings that we come across in the course of a day, especially if we see someone who reminds us of someone that we once knew. Yeah. I think we've got I've worn this one out. So we we'll... may have other topics somewhat related to this sometime in the future, though, because as you mentioned briefly, those types of ghosts can be a trigger, and that can lead into a totally different type of writing. Plus, there are the, I have other thoughts about ghosts and specters and things that I could probably elaborate on. So it may be, it may come up again. Maybe it would be good for October. Yeah, something like that, especially since CC very Irish. And Ireland has a whole history. We have uh, experience seeing through the veil, so to speak. Yes, 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 yes. Actually, I think every culture likes to say that, but we're going to stick with the Irish. Okay, uh, commercial time. Um, you can hear that. You can get the links to these podcasts and other podcasts, and our blog posts, and you know, pictures and things, and links to our books at our website at www.carsonhume.com. I have an inactive Patreon that I'm just going to mention in passing. Patreon.com forward slash JT Hume. Uh, we are going to have at least two books coming out this year, maybe three. Maybe four if I do the compilation, so we're going to be always busy. And with my retirement coming up here in September, uh, there could be even more writing. Yay. <laughs> but we'll figure that out when we get there. Uh, do send us feedback. We do have a contacts page uh, on our website. It's right there at the top of the website, contacts. But if you're not there, you can do also reach us through social media. I am on Twitter, and CC is on Instagram. So reach out to us. Say hi. Tell us if we're full of crap or not. Tell us what your thoughts are. We're always very interested in that stuff. Last call. Anything else? No, just uh, as you mentioned with your retirement coming and the potential for more writing, there is also a potential that we may be revamping some of our Instagrams and Twitters and my uh, somewhat dormant Facebook and things like that. So we may have a lot of exciting things coming later in the year. We'll yeah, have to we see. Might, yeah. We might even try to do a giveaway or something with our logo, which is out on which is out there in the World Wide Web. We'll figure stuff out. But until those days, thank you for your kind attention. You, uh, you know where to find us. Across the table for me is CC. And across from me is JT. We hope that you are well. We hope that you are happy. And we hope that everything is going as well as it can be. Take care of yourselves. Have a great week.